there was a time pre-covid when people met in real life gathering in groups of strangers where they went through a quaint exercise of exchanging little paper rectangles with their name on them before they went and stood around awkwardly surveying the room for a familiar face ah good times good times well lucky now we have virtual meetup services that allow us to stare directly and kind of hungrily into the face of a total stranger over video while we wonder why we sacrificed our lunch break to have another zoom call but um, jokes aside for those of us looking to broaden our network such meetups can be really useful if we approach it the right way we could make friends and valuable connections who might be able to help us in future and as anyone who's tried and failed to get recruiters to call back will tell you such professional networks are pure gold in terms of building a high growth career today we are chatting with leticia ang a rising woman in tech who spent years actively involved with a networking group in singapore helping others while also gaining a lot of personal benefit from the program she's going to break down for us how best to leverage such networking forums in order to get more out of them than just dinner but before we begin couple of quick reminders if you haven't already please do follow or subscribe to our show we have a ton of great content coming up and you really won't want to miss a thing second the entire transcript is available at crazytalk.online so don't worry about taking notes you can catch up on the whole conversation afterwards so with that thanks a lot for joining us leticia it's great to have you here Uh, would you like to begin by introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Amit, uh, for having me. I'm really excited to be here, and the scenarios you were describing sound oddly familiar as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to everybody here, um, I'm Latisha, currently a program manager at a US-based tech company focusing on talent solutions. And prior to this, I was briefly in the VC world, and before that. Uh, I was a regional operations manager at two of the biggest ride-hailing companies in Southeast Asia. So this was actually after my switch from um, finance at a few of the top fast-moving consumer goods companies out fresh out of school. Wow, Latisha, that's a lot of top things. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. really need to network, or were you basically the networking forum? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I definitely needed a network as with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So I think at the same time while I was doing all of these things in my career, I was also the fifth exco vice chairperson of Young Women's Leadership Connection, which is a non-profit network for young professionals in Singapore. So um yeah, I think in in total I was quite actively involved in the network for about 4 years. Wow. 4 years is a really long time. So how did you get into it and What made you decide to get so actively involved? I know at least speaking for myself, whenever I went for such meetups, I just show up, chat with people I know, grab maybe a quick drink and then disappear. Yeah, I I know that feeling. I think there are definitely times that I feel like that as well. <laughs> so I basically I stumbled upon this group about 2 years out of school back when I was in my first job and feeling a little bit lost about what next. So for context my entire life in the Singaporean education system had prepared me for how to get my first job and you know back then when I had a pretty good job I was feeling a little bit lost about how to navigate life after school so I would say it was by chance I met a girlfriend who had recently joined this networking group then and said hey Latisha this would be right up your alley 
you should check out the mentorship program, which could match you up with a really successful woman leader in the industry you're interested in. <laughs> okay, so quick one. When they said this would be right up your alley, what did they mean? Like, is there some special kind of person who should join these groups? I don't think that's like a special kind of person. I think she just meant people like myself who are, you know, pretty young and energetic and curious about what the world had to offer to early career professionals like myself back then. <laughs> okay, young, energetic and curious. Okay, that is fantastic self-praise, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Back then, okay. huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. So essentially, I mean, people who are kind of dynamic and want to do things, uh, for them, these kinds of groups might work, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Good summary, <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, so so what happened after that? Yeah, so um, basically, I think I, I looked into the group a little bit and I did decide to join the group and also enroll in the mentorship program like my friend suggested. So I started with the mentorship program, but I realized there was so much more value the group could also offer to somebody who was fresh into the working world like myself. For instance, I also got to try my hand at marketing and communications for the organization, which was something very different from the finance field I was in then. And eventually I became the fourth EXCO Marcom director before taking on a broader portfolio as the fifth EXCO vice chairperson a year later. Wow, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I would say throughout the entire four years I was actively involved in the EXCO, I got to learn so much more about the community I lived in and issues faced by professional women, hear from and shape conversations with Singaporean women leaders who had, you know, been there, done that, and met so many equally driven peers from different industries that such that my horizons, I would say, was so much more broadened than compared to if I didn't actively get involved in a network. And professionally, I also benefited a lot as well. The network and the level of discussions helped to really empower me to make an informed decision to switch industries from the FMCG world into the technology world. And now, you know, eventually land in my current job, which I love. Okay, so so of course you met with uh, peers and you got, you know, I, I guess a sharing of ideas, meeting of minds, that kind of thing. But many of these forums are also about uh, learning from people who have uh, more senior people or leaders, executives, that kind of thing. So did you also get opportunities to learn from such folks? Yeah, I think definitely, definitely so. Because uh, through the mentorship program, I was able to connect one-on-one with women who are very senior, such as CEOs or like someone who might be working in, you know, a leadership role in an international firm as well. So I would say the kinds of perspectives that I got were very valuable back then, especially to inform me of future career choices. Okay, that makes sense. So in fact, you did get a lot of exposure that broadened your horizons, which I think was uh, particularly important because you mentioned earlier that the educational system got you to your first job, but didn't really prepare you for a career. Honestly, I think that's the same pretty much everywhere, not just in Singapore. So what is it that members of uh, of your networking group were looking for? Like, was it all career guidance? Yeah, I think when young women pro- professionals first join YWLC, I find that a lot of times they are, are young professionals who, like me then, are looking for some direction or advice to help them navigate this world after graduation. 
So yeah, naturally, I think the mentorship program would be really attractive as the idea of being connected to the most successful women leaders for advice uh, sounds great. So, but in reality, you know, I think a fruitful mentoring relationship is born of a few things such as number one, clarity of goals, like what do you expect to learn from a mentor? And number two, chemistry. So sometimes people walk into such experiences with a less than ideal understanding of their goals and their mentors. And, uh, you know, sometimes it simply doesn't work out and that's okay. And I think another thing I learned during the course of being so actively involved as a committee member was that people may sometimes outgrow a group. And just because you've joined one at the age of 25 doesn't mean it's still the right group for you at the age of 35. And that's okay as well. Yeah. So actually, that's a really valuable point, Leticia, because essentially what you're saying is you should join a group that fits your needs at the time and move on once it's no longer the right place for you. So it's all about expectations, I guess, isn't it? So how did YWLC cater to those expectations? Yeah, so knowing that most new members, first touch point with YWLC would be the mentorship program. At that time, my exco implemented training programs on how to be a good mentee and essentially share best practices with younger women professionals. So even then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes things still don't work out the way we want it to in every mentor-mentee relationship, despite best efforts, you know, because a blind matching process just isn't perfect. But at the very least, members do walk away with an understanding for how they might want to set up their next mentoring relationship. Yep, and to the point on, you know, outgrowing a group, you know, YWLC specifically as a committee is now rolling out new ways of engaging alumni, uh, maybe more as speakers and advisors and less as participants. Mm, okay. Question in a slightly different direction now. So you happened to stumble onto YWLC through a friend's referral and it worked out clearly really well for you. But that's a bit lucky. So how could our listeners be more intentional and select the right networking group for themselves? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And, you know, thinking back to those days, the internet was probably a bit less advanced <laughs> back then. So we had to rely more on word of mouth to find such organizations. But I would you say- make it sound like you did this in the days of DARPA net in the mid 80s. <laughs> but okay, I kind of get your point. Yeah, you know, back then, even Facebook was not as <laughs> commonplace as now, yeah, I would okay, say. Fair. <laughs> so uh, I would say these days, I think we're all very lucky to have information readily available to us at the tips of our fingers at the risk of something like a cliche. But I would say, you know, just keep an eye and a year out for interesting organizations or, you know, one of the ways that I kind of like love to... One of the things I love to do these days is basically search on LinkedIn for interesting people and, you know, have a look at what their affiliations are, if they are part of any interesting groups. I think that would be a good way to be more proactive about the organization you might be interested to join. Mm, okay. And I guess once you find such a few interesting organizations, definitely, you know, attend recruitment events and speak with members of the group before you decide to join and commit time. Because it is a big commitment to be part of a group like that. And, you know, one, I, I personally found that speaking to members that, are, that have been actively involved gives me a good idea of what it means to be part of the group and what I may potentially benefit from. So the few things I would recommend looking out for would be number one, 
what is the organization's mandate and will they help you achieve your goals? So for example, if your goal is to network with peers, it's to contribute to the community, how will the organization help you to achieve those? And number two, how does this organization work towards their goals and what is time commitment needed at various levels uh, for yourself? Number three, who is the organization affiliated to? Because that probably gives you a sense of how the organization will be run. And lastly, I think it's really all about the people when we decide to join a community. So who are notable alumni or current members? And if possible, try and learn how the organization has helped them in your path. I just wanted to ask a bit about that organization affiliation. So what did you mean by that? Um, so I think in terms of organization affiliation, it's sometimes good to just figure out if this organization is a part of a bigger organization. So for example, is it affiliated to the government or is it affiliated to a certain other nonprofit? And I think that gives you a sense of maybe the broader goals of the organization beyond what is stated on the website and potentially who you might be able to connect with even if it's outside that immediate network. I hope that makes sense. Ah, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, got mm-hmm. it, got it. Essentially, who runs this organization is is an important point because it means that you might get some leverage outside just this particular group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And clearly, I mean, from what you're describing, a little bit of research goes a long way. Definitely. Almost like when you hunt for jobs. And uh, and it makes sense because essentially you're saying that you're investing time and effort into all of this. So you might as well find one place which uh, makes more sense for you and you need to do a bit of research for that. And so if you have found a group like, uh, you know, which seems promising, how do you recommend people then maximize the value that they get from the group? Yeah. So personally for myself, I strongly believe that what you get out of a group like that is equal to what you put in. So from based on my experience in the networking group, there are usually various levels of commitment. So it can range from, you know, member who attends events from time to time, subcommittee member who helps organize events and work streams, exco member uh, who leads a portfolio, for example, like leadership development, and then also the chair and, or vice chair who has brought responsibilities across all. So basically, I think the time commitment varies a lot uh, for the different kind of roles that you choose to take up. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a member who attends events from time to time. Mm. Just that a lot of times what I personally found is that we get to know other people a lot better when we are working towards a common goal. Okay. And if I think about the demographics of folks who join a networking group like YWDLC DLC who are you know pretty young, driven, interested in broadening their professional circles, I would definitely recommend getting involved early on and just working and getting to know people. Because you, you never know, you know, who might admire your working style enough to refer you to your next job opportunity or make the connection uh, for you uh, that you might want. And actually, it makes sense because chances are that people who are on these kinds of working committees are the ones who are anyway more driven and uh, enthusiastic and all of that. Like they're less passive people. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. Yeah. Uh, so I think 
being in that group means that you are among the subset within this already subset which is ywlc is a subset and you are within the most engaged people in that group so i guess it it definitely makes sense yeah i think that's actually a really good way to put it yeah so what else so one is you get in, uh, involved with uh, with the work and then what else yeah i think another thing definitely is get involved in the conversations so you know as part of a group like that i think people tend do tend to reach out and you know want to engage with the group on topics that may be really relevant to to what to what the group may be thinking about so definitely put your hand up to help shape these conversations once you're in it you challenge the existing thinking challenge your own thinking and all these things have helped me at least advance and grow as a person and um was i feel exceptionally important in the formative years uh, for myself as a young professional so having all this knowledge really i think it's an opportunity to enhance your personal brand as an advocate of the cause you choose and can definitely help you stand out as a young professional in your day job uh, compared to your peers yeah and this also i guess it spills over into your normal work as well right because it's a bit of practice in a way of being outspoken and being able to frame your thoughts and arguments and present a case and all of that all of which is obviously important at work as well yeah yeah absolutely i i totally agree you know in a way it's almost like a safe space to <laughs> uh, put all yeah. of those things into practice because you know you're you're a volunteer and people around you are your peers and generally i feel it's a bit of a safe space to do all of those things yeah yeah you aren't going to get fired for saying the wrong <laughs> thing so yeah fair yeah enough. exactly <laughs> right And I think the last thing, you know, the beauty of a, being part of a network is that people in the community are generally more open to share. So I personally have asked for a coffee chat, you know, meet with some speakers who I thought was quite interesting or a new person I met at an event because I was just simply interested to learn more about what they were doing. And what I've seen work wonderfully uh, is that folks in this same network are usually open to doing warm intros to somebody they know and mm. someone you might be interested to talk to. Mm. So I think as a result this sort of interactions have really helped me on a professional front gain so much insight into an industry or topic I was interested in and you know on a personal level sometimes gain a new friend. Yeah, so in fact I was introduced to my current boss a year before my role actually opened up through my wide up Delsi mentor. and to me that is really the power of such relationships that it opens up doors for the right opportunities maybe not immediately but potentially sometime down the road yeah and i think uh, letitia the point about maybe not immediately is the important one because again i think people approach networking in general and these kinds of uh, forums in particular as like a transaction or like a value exchange so i've showed up i've come to tell you something you'll do something for me but that's not how things ideally should work and that's not how things work in general i don't think anybody meets a person for the first time and says okay fine let me open up my entire linkedin to you so that you can reach out to anybody that you like it is cultivating that relationship uh, both through the working relationship that you talked about earlier and then getting to know people by speaking up and being just more uh, out there absolutely yeah and i found that you know basically being having been on both sides of that conversation before you know i found that 
it when people agree to simply meet me, that is actually a gift that they are giving me already. You know, just to share their experiences, uh, give me advice, help me learn something new. So I always approach every kind of such meetings or events uh, as without expectation of anything <laughs> that might without trying to get something out of it essentially I think because that person's time to me is already something valuable that that I, I really appreciate yeah I think uh, very well put Leticia so first of all uh, thank you so much I think this is a wonderful set of learnings uh, just overall that we've had today and networking is a very important topic I know we talked specifically about meetup groups and forums and things like that but I think most of what you said applies to any kind of networking, which is speak up, add value, etc. So if I might just summarize a few of the things that you said. Uh, number one, I think one of your main points was don't just go and join any old group. Pick one that uh, based on research seems to align with your goals and your stage in life. The second one, I think I would summarize maybe as be an active learner. So seek out new people and listen to their experiences and also share your opinions and ideas and try to shape the direction of the group. This is good practice for life, not just uh, for this particular uh, forum. I think third point, which was a big one, which is if you can, invest the time to get involved and impress potential referrers with your drive and your working style. And this is where I think you stand out, right? You gain disproportionate benefit from your affiliation with this group. And finally, when the forum is no longer relevant for your needs or life stage, I guess you should be open to moving on and uh, maybe move to some other kind of group which is more relevant or, you know, maybe it's time to call it quits overall and, and you know, just do your own thing. Uh, so would that be a fair summary? Yeah, I think that is absolutely right. Okay, so uh, once again, Leticia, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your experience. And frankly, whether meetups are in person uh, like they used to be earlier or virtual like they are today, these lessons will certainly help our listeners get the most of them. So really, thanks a lot. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate having you here. And for our listeners, thank you also for joining us today. Before we close, a reminder to please subscribe or follow our show. And if you liked what Leticia shared with us today, do rate us five stars on Apple or Spotify. We'll owe you one. So thank you all for tuning in. We were Leticia and Amit on Job Talk. See you next time.